Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. In Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 4. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And I want to preach on the subject, a word from God. Amen. You know what we need today? We don't even need a bunch of words. We just need a word from God. Amen. Because like I said, God knows your situation and you just need a word. Amen. And it'll change your whole outlook and your perspective. Just need a word. We just need a word from God. He knows where we're at. Let's clap our hands again and you may be seated. Let's praise Him. A word from God. Everything that we see and a lot of things we don't even see came into existence by a word from God. Amen. All you have to do is read the account of the creation in Genesis chapter 1 and you'll see that God said, let there be several times. And after he said it, it was exactly what he said it would be. Amen. Because when God gives a word, it's powerful as He is. Amen. And when it goes forth from His lips, it will do exactly what He said it would do. He said, let there be continents separated from the the seas and the oceans. And it was. He said, let the upper atmosphere be separated from the lower atmosphere. And then we have just our... our, uh, uh, you know, skies, uh, and then we have the clouds and, and all of that moisture up there, and we have the water down here, and then we have uh, air in between. Amen. And it was. And he talked about the trees. Uh, he said, Let there be trees, and let there be animals, and let there be birds, and fish, and creeping things, and let, it, let there be the sun, the moon, the stars. And that, uh, there it was, praise God, because he said, Let it be. Amen. It was all because of a word from God. Hebrews 11.3 said, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, God started with a blank slate. Amen. People, even the best people, even the most uh, uh, greatest scientists and the greatest uh, inventors and the greatest uh, uh, people and minds on this earth uh, can't make something out of nothing. Amen. They'll, they'll take raw materials and make something out of something else. Praise God. But only God can cause things that are invisible to be visible. Only God can tank, take nothing and make it something. And it's all with a word. A word. Amen. A word from God can bring something out of nothing. Amen. And Romans 4.17 said, God calls into existence the things that do not exist. Amen. 
Praise God. So I'm here to encourage you this morning. Something that you need, it doesn't exist right now. Something that you're going through and you're hoping to happen hasn't happened yet. It doesn't exist. But God calls with His Word the things, amen, that do not exist into existence with a Word from God. It doesn't matter if what you need seems to be impossible right now. It doesn't matter if what you need doesn't even exist right now. All you and I really need is a word from God, and then it's going to be okay, and God is going to change things in our lives. All we need is a word from God we can stand on. All we need is a word from God we can hold on to. All we need is a word from God we can have faith on and we can act upon. Amen. And hold on to in faith and encouragement. Amen. So even if you've been in your situation for a while, even if your sickness seems to be hanging on and will not be letting go, amen, a word from God can change everything for us in just a moment of time. Praise God. Because there's a time for everything. And when we go through things, amen, it might seem long. But when God's ready, it'll just be a moment of time in that word and everything changes. Everything changes. That's why prayer is so important in our lives. The more we pray, the more opportunities for God to give us a life-giving, life-changing word. Amen. That's why everything in your life is trying to keep you from praying. Everything in your life is trying to keep you busy and preoccupied and distracted so that you won't pray like God wants you to pray because He knows and even the enemy knows that if you'll pray regularly, amen, God will give you a regular word, praise God. You'll be more encouraged. You won't be despondent. You won't feel like your hope is going out the door. Amen, we got to pray because God will give us a word in prayer. Amen. If you'll tune your spiritual ears to God in prayer, He'll give you the word that you need. And I'm telling you, a word from God is a very encouraging thing in the midst of of dark times and troublesome times in your life. Amen. And when we do our best to keep our hearts right before Him, amen, and we keep our minds focused on Him, then we will be in a good position to receive a word from Him. Praise God. Amen. Because you see, uh, God is looking for people that are interested in following Him, that are interested in following His Word, that written Word that's already been established. Amen. That are interested in living a life that is pleasing to God. And when you do those things, amen, a Word will be coming your way. Praise God. Amen. God will speak to anybody anytime. Amen. But you know what? He's more apt to speak to somebody that's hungry and thirsty for Him and that's going in the right direction. Amen. Amen. You know, in the nation of Israel in the Old Testament times, they strayed from the things of God from time to time. And they stopped wholeheartedly following Him. And his word, they began to serve the gods and the idols of the of the neighboring heathen nations. Amen. 
and they lost one of the most important things in their lives, uh, which was God speaking to them, God's word coming to them. Amen. On a regular basis, uh, we find in the time uh, at the end of the book of Judges, one of the kind of the saddest and and, uh, and uh, roughest times of the nation of Israel. Amen. And uh, it was the end of the book of Judges, and and we see uh, the time when Samuel was born. And he was just a little boy, praise God. But the Bible said, 1 Samuel 3.1, In those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And it was because the people's heart was away from God. And when their heart was away from God, God you know, wasn't talking to them as much because he wanted them to get back to him. Amen. Focused on him, praise God. And I don't want to get in a place where God's word is rare. Amen. You can come to this house every time the doors are open and God's word's not going to be rare. Amen. You're going to get God's word, praise God, and plenty of it. It's an all-you-can-eat smorgasbord. Praise God. It's a buffet, praise God. Amen, because we don't want the Word of God to be rare. We need all of it all the time. There was, it was rare. There was not many visions. And then we go a little bit later into the minor prophets in the Old Testament, the book, the prophet Amos, in chapter 8 of his book, in verse 11, God, through the Spirit, God said, told him to write, Behold, the days are coming. So it was a future prophecy declares the Lord God when I will send, God speaking, I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. Amen. I don't want to be, amen, in a position like that where we're searching for the word. We can't hear the word and we can't find the word. Oh, what a pathetic and terrible position to be in. Amen. I'm going to be where the word is. Praise God. I'm going to accept the word. I'm going to love the word. I'm not going to ignore the word right now. We got to hold the word dear in our hearts, folks. Amen. And then you get, you know, the Old Testament. There's 66 books in the Bible. 39 Old Testament, 27 New Testament. The 39th book of the Old Testament is Malachi. Amen. And in most of your Bibles, if you turn from the last page of Malachi, and then you, you turn, usually it's like a page or two, and then you get to Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament, just like one or two pages. But you know, between those one or two pages, you know what that represents in real life? There was 400 silent years between the end of Malachi and the beginning of Matthew. Amen. As far as God's program on the earth. God did not, you, in none of those 66 books, amen, were written during those 400 years. There was no uh, inspired word of God during those 400 years. There was no prophetic utterance during those 400 years. They had had the established word from the Old Testament, and that was it, amen, because, because God was doing a new thing, amen, he paused things as he got ready, amen, to transition into the ministry of John the Baptist, and then the ministry of Jesus the Messiah, praise God, and then to usher in the birth of this church that we are now a part of. 
but 400 silent years. You know what, you know what uh, happened during those years? A lot of man-made stuff. A lot of made-up stuff. You start reading during the time of Jesus, and you re read about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Guess where they started? Amen. In those 400 silent years, that's where they came up. Amen. And remember, Jesus said, you guys have your traditions about, like, if you don't wash your hands before you eat, that's some kind of how a sin before God. Amen. Maybe your mom, he would, she would tell me, hey, wash your hands before you eat. And maybe that was a good practice coming out from playing outside. Amen. But it wasn't a sin. Amen. And they made things like that a sin. And Jesus said, you make your traditions equal with the word of God. I did speak those things that wasn't from me you made those up in those 400 silent years and let me tell you something folks amen I just feel to say this right now amen if God isn't saying something you better not put words in his mouth you better wait on the Lord you better wait on God right now if he's not speaking to you for whatever reason this very second you better wait on the real word of God and not go with somebody else's word and not go with something you made up because you're not ready and you don't want to wait. Amen. God's word is the only word you want. I need a word from God and I'm willing to wait for it. It's that precious to me. There's nothing more valuable and needful in our lives than the word of God. Amen. There's nothing that we should cherish more in our lives than His Word. Amen. Job 23.12 said, I have treasured the words from His mouth more than my daily food. Psalms 119.103, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Psalm 119.105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen. You better not go forward until you have a word. Amen. Because you're going to fall in the ditch or fall over the cliff. You better wait for the real word that's a light to your path. And a lamp to your feet. Psalm 119, 162. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Amen. Praise God. Amen. When Jesus came on the scene, He was giving people words left and right. Amen. And some of them took him and some of them didn't. Some of them believed him and some of them rejected him. When he began to call his, uh, his apostles uh, one by one, he went to the seaside. Amen. And, and he saw there Peter and his brother Andrew and John, James and John were a fellow fishermen and they were all down. And Peter had toiled all night. Peter had tried to fish all night, and he caught nothing. Amen. And he didn't know Jesus at the time. And so Jesus, uh, you know, introduced himself and said, hey, uh, you know what? Why don't you just take a net and just throw it off to that side of the boat? Just launch out a little bit and throw that net over there. And he said, you know what? We fished all night. And, uh, uh, and he, he just, he was not going to do it. But I like what he said. Luke 5, 5, but Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Amen. It can't be 
what we think is a good word or not a good word or doesn't make sense to us or makes sense to us. Amen. That's where you got to trust God. Praise God. You got to trust God's word is going to be good for you. So everything in Simon, the professional fisherman said, this is a waste of time. I just got done cleaning this net and I fished all night at your word, nevertheless. And that's where we got to get down to, folks. Amen. At your word. He threw it out and they caught so many fish that that net started breaking. The boat started going over. They had to call John's and Jane and John, James and John over to help them pull that catch of fish. Hundreds of fish. Amen. And not just some cheesy fish either. Not just some, you know, throwaway fish. They were like top quality because when God gives you a word and then he follows suit, it's going to be the best of the best. God only does the best of the best. When you have a word from God, you can rest assured that something good is about to happen. Something good is about to follow that word. So you just hang in there and have faith and patience and God's going to do it for you. Amen. Jesus hadn't started his earthly ministry. He had. He had already been baptized by his older cousin John. He had already went through the, the, uh, the wilderness temptation with the devil. But he hasn't really, hadn't really officially kicked off his public ministry. And so him and his apostles that he had picked, uh, had, uh, along with his mother, had been invited to a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And so they went, and Jesus was just hanging off to the side. You know, he hadn't started his ministry. He was just there, you know, his mom, you know, was there, and he was there, his apostles and stuff. And uh, they ran out of wine at this wedding. Amen. And somebody, and obviously the people that invited his mom knew his mom. Amen. And his mom came up to him and said, hey, they, they've gone, they ran out of wine. And he said, he said, you know, basically like, Mom, uh, I haven't started my ministry. It's not my time yet. And then I could just see, you know, his mom just look up to him like, please, you know, these are my good friends, you know, and this is like, you know, it's kind of an embarrassing situation, you know, uh, to run out, to, you know, right in the middle and everything. And then he reluctantly, he agreed, you know, probably just did it because his mom. Amen. You talk about honoring your mom, he honored his mom. Praise God. You better believe he did it for her because she asked. And so as soon as he, as soon as he kind of, you know, it doesn't say he said anything else. Like after he said, hey, this is not my time yet. And, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't respond. Uh, uh, she doesn't say anything else. He doesn't say anything else to her. Like, you know, yes, I'll do it or anything. He must have just been the look, you know, that a mom knows from his, her son. Amen. And the next thing the verse says in John 2, 5, his mother said to the servants that were just standing around, whatever he says to you, do it. Amen. And that's good words for us in 20, 2023. Whatever he says, do it. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Let me get my calculator out. Let me get my test tubes. Let me get my test strips. Let me get my, let me talk about the, the, this and, and let me find out if this is really uh, physically possible and all that. Stuff. No, 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 no. We are trusting God. Amen. I already told you he created everything with his mouth. So why are you going to try to qualify and see if he can do it? He can do it. So whatever he tells you, do it. 
Amen. So there were six water pots. Amen. 30 gallons each. Six water pots sitting over there empty. And he said, fill them up with water. And then once you fill them up with water, then you take a little ladle out, draw out from one of them, and go to the, the, the wedding feast coordinator and let him take a drink of it, see what he thinks. And everybody that was around there was like freaking out. Like, are you kidding me? You know, and these servants, they're going to get, oh, we're going to get fired. We're going to get fired. You know, I saw water going in. I'm going to dip some water. Boy, this is, we call this light wine, okay? You know, but he did, she, that servant dipped it out, took it to the governor of the feast, uh, the head of the feast, wedding feast, and, and he drank it. Amen. And he stopped everything and he said, hey, wait a minute. He said, well, what's going on here? Everybody gets the good stuff at the first. And then when everyone's had enough to drink, they bring out the cheap stuff. But you've saved the best for last. Amen. And that's what God will do. He's going to give you the best. You might have said, well, amen, it looks like we're at the end of our rope. It looks like we're at the, at the end. It's the 11th hour. It's 1159. I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to save the best for last. Whatever he says, do it. Amen. When Jesus gives you a word, just do it. Just act upon it in faith. Amen. Do you want a miracle from God? Do you want your loved ones to be saved? Do you want to God to bless and help your marriage? Do you want God to heal your heart, your mind, your soul, your body? Amen. Like the old song says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. A Roman centurion came to Jesus and said, I have a, I have a trusted servant at home. He's just, a, 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 just one of my best servants that uh, I just really love him. And he's very sick and not doing good at all. And could you come to my house and lay your hand on him and heal him? And Jesus said, uh, well, actually, he said, you know, can you take care of it? Can you heal him? And Jesus said, yeah, I'll come. And he's, you know, I'll, I'll come right now. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. He said, he said uh, this in Matthew 8, 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. All I need is a word from you. Amen. I'm telling you the power of the word of God. So here's this big crowd, you know, because Jesus by then had had massive crowds following him just because of all the things he'd done. And so he runs up to Jesus and, and says, my servant's sick, and okay, I'll come right now. No, 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 uh, I, I'm not worried for you to come under my roof. Uh, I know I'm a Gentile, I'm not a Jewish person, and, and I, I know you said you'd come to, you've come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel right now, and uh, I'm not worried for you to come under my roof. So if you just speak a word, my servant will be healed. 
And you know what Jesus said? Whoa, he stopped everything. He said, oh, do you see this great faith this guy has? Amen. He just wants me to speak a word. And you know why he said that? He said, you know what? I'm a centurion. And I, amen, have soldiers under me. And I tell them to go and they go. And I tell them to do this and they do that. Amen. They don't question. I give them the word and they do it. And so if you'll just say a word, I know that that sickness will have to do what your word says. And he said, oh, you have great faith. I've never seen such great faith. And he said, amen. Go in peace. Your servant is healed. And, you know, he didn't hang out and say, well, you know, I'm not sure. Can you say something again? Can you give me like a couple more words? You know, that didn't seem like it just, you know, there was, he didn't, you know, because Jesus didn't have to do a bunch of, you know, handstands and all that stuff to make it seem like it was going to work. He said, go in peace. It's okay. Amen. And so he said, okay, thank you. And he just headed back home. And when he walked in the house, amen, he found his servant was completely healed. And then he asked, because it took him a while to get back home. Amen. He said, about what time did he start recovering? And they said, this time. And he said, oh, it was the same time Jesus said, amen, go in peace. Your servant is healed. All you need is a word. I can hang on one word and I can get through anything on one word from God until it happens. Amen. You know, many years ago, I was going through some struggles and of, of not knowing what God's perfect will was for me, uh, whether I should stay where I was or go somewhere else. And, and I was really battling with it. Amen. And God, through somebody, amen, that I didn't even know, gave me a word. Amen. And that word was stay. Stay. I go, okay. That's all I need. You don't need any other words? Nope. Thank you. Stay. Does that, does that, uh, do you know what that means? Do you, do you understand? Yep, that's all I need. That four-letter word speaks volumes. I'm good. Amen. Amen. And you know, over the years since I've been serving the Lord, God has given me, uh, spoken specific prophecies over me. Amen that I hold near and dear to my heart, that sometimes through rough waters and, and when I've gone through uh, things after the fact, uh, I look back. Amen. Some of the, uh, I've actually written them down so I can revisit them. Amen. And because they're so precious when God gives you a specific word. Amen. And one of them, he said these words, I, the Lord, your God. He said stuff before that, and he said stuff after that. But there was something about, I, the Lord your God. I said, you mean you know who I am? You mean you know where I'm at? You mean I'm your child? I mean, you claim me as your God? Amen. You mean you know where I'm going, what I'm going through? Thank you, Lord. I, the Lord your God. Oh, hallelujah. He's my Lord and my God. Praise God. And I'm His son. And you're His sons and you're His daughters. Praise God. We just need a word. 
Hebrews 4.12 said, For the Word of God is alive and it's powerful. His Word's not just words written on a page in a book that was written a long time ago. It's alive and it's powerful. Amen. Psalms 138.2 said, You have magnified your Word above all your name. Now, His name's great. We know that. Jesus is the greatest name. There's no other name under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. That's why we baptize in His name. That's why we pray in His name. That's why if we have to, we cast out a spirit in His name. Amen. We do it because His name is the greatest name. In fact, the Bible said, Amen, God has highly exalted His name and given Him the name above every name. But you know what's greater than His name? His Word. His Word's greater than His name. Amen. Why? A word from God is just as powerful as He is because He is His Word and His Word is Him. Amen. Praise God. He is His Word and His Word. His, he never has empty words. He never has powerless words. Amen. Nothing can stop and nothing can challenge His words. John 1, 1 said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse 14, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. His Word is powerful because He is powerful. He is His Word. His Word is Him. And then the book of Revelation, which is the end, right? That's the end of the Bible. Amen. That's the end of all things. That Not the end of eternity. Not the end of our uh, wonderful time in heaven with Him. But it's the end uh, of the, the last chapter of the last part of this wonderful plan that He had has for us. And in 19... Uh, chapter 19 verse 11 it said now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and righteousness in righteousness he judges and makes war his eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns he had a name written that no one knew except himself he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood his name is called the word of God and we know who that is that's Jesus amen so He is the Word of God. And the Word of God is Him. Jesus Christ was actually, when you saw the man Jesus Christ, that was the Word of God, amen, made into human form. That was God's Word that was sent through the womb of Mary to come, amen. And a baby was born and His name was Jesus for He should save His people from our sins. His name shall be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. He's the Word of God incarnate. We need a Word from God. We need a Word from God. Let's stand. One more verse before we have a time to seek the Lord here. Hebrews 4, 7. This is very important because God can give a word all day long, but he's got to have somebody, amen, with ears to hear. You know, the Bible said, he that hath ears, she that hath ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. we got to have ears to hear. Hebrews 4, 7. Today, if you hear his voice, 
do not harden your hearts. Amen. Because the Old Testament people, when they hardened their heart and they went away from God, that's when it was rare to hear from God. And there were not too many visions. Amen. And that's when there was a famine in the land, a famine of the hearing of the Word of God. And they, could, they went to and fro from north to east, and they couldn't find the Word because they hardened their heart. Do not harden your heart. Open your heart. God has a Word for each and every one of you. Amen. It doesn't matter what your level of belief is, where you, what your experience with God is, God has a Word for you. God has a Word for you. Amen. And He... He'll help you. He'll bless you. He loves you. Just open your heart. He has a word. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.